been revisiting my childhood lately. I've been going through all of the old Star Treks, which is something I haven't done in years. I've noticed there's a theory that's been put out several times, and that is that human beings are actually descendants from another alien race. And the reason why they've done that is because Star Trek loves to talk about DNA. Uh, but they also like to talk about evolution. And the acknowledgement of both sort of contradicts each other. Since they discovered DNA, evolution was disproven, folks. Because DNA is a written language. It's a language. Language don't write themselves. They don't evolve. They are written. Somebody with intelligence has to decide. Especially if it's a digital code. You know, if you're going to make a digital code, you have to be intelligent and decide what those digits mean. You know, the whole Paul Revere thing. One by land, two by sea. Well, that didn't evolve. They had to sit down and say, okay, first of all, when I flash the light once, that means they're coming by land. If I flash it twice, they're coming by sea. So that digital code was predefined by intelligence. The code didn't define itself. It had to be defined by the intelligent people who came up with the code. Well, DNA is the same thing. It's a digital code. It's not random. As a matter of fact, parts of DNA, what the scientists call junk DNA, or random DNA, they find it's not random. They're finding out that, that it does mean something, and it's blowing them away. But uh, the DNA disproved evolution. DNA itself shows signs of intelligence. Evolution teaches the contrary, that it all happened by itself. So to marry those two theories, to bring them together so that they don't contradict each other, uh, they came up with the theory that, well, maybe the DNA is something that was harvested or planted on the planet Earth during a certain time period of the Earth's infancy, by uh, beings who are our ancestors from, who knows, another part of the galaxy. They've put that theory out there more than once, and I've always just chalked it up to colorful science fiction and left it at that. You know, it didn't really bother me or upset me. But what's amazing is this theory from science fiction is being mimicked and echoed by the leading scientific minds because they won't let go of evolution. Even though it's been disproven, they won't let it go. They've got a religious obsession with it. And what they've done to compensate for the foolishness of evolution is, is they thought, okay, well, maybe there was something involved. Something else had to be involved in the beginning stages for things to get going because for it to happen by itself is just too impossible to believe. But that doesn't mean we're going to acknowledge a God. We're going to say something else did it. Uh, maybe there was some alien DNA that was planted under the earth, uh, and that's where we get the first human beings. And uh, who knows, maybe even early humans were guided by these aliens. Well, if you're going to take that theory, then all of a sudden you've just explained all the Egyptian gods, the Roman gods, you've basically explained all of that away with that theory as well. Now, what they're doing with this, you go to the various websites that monitor all of this stuff, there's people who believe they are daily communicating with aliens from other planets. And they have got all of the races mapped out, folks. They know how many races there are. They know what their agendas are. They know what their names are. You've got reptilians. You've got greys. You've got, uh, uh, I forget what they call the insect people. They're all receiving the same message. Guess how all of these people claim to be communicating with these aliens? by telepathic communication. In other words, the same way mediums talk to the dead. They're talking to demons. They don't know it because the demons are imposters. They pretend to be whatever. And these are the cases that aren't frauds. Most mediums are just trying to make money. 
But one of the reasons why the Old Testament is so adamantly opposed to it is because it's dangerous. It invites all kinds of demonic activity into your life. So basically, you've got all of these who think they're talking to aliens, but in reality, they're talking to demons. And all of this is coming to a head, and it's infiltrated entertainment. It's infiltrated the scientific minds. you got scientists echoing the exact same message that human beings are descendants from aliens. And when you do any careful investigation into it, all of the sightings and all of the abduction reports, you'll find out something is intruding the planet Earth that is masquerading as aliens from other planets. So we've got all this stuff going on now. It's pretty vague and confusing and um, ridiculous, basically. But uh, there are some serious research groups out there you don't hear from very often because they're not paying attention to every little blurry picture that comes in. Uh, I mean, it's really nuts, some of these, I mean, some of these stuff that's out there. But um, DNA disproved evolution. So the scientists are saying, okay, well, evolution's been disproven, but we can't let evolution go because if, you know, by default, if there is no evolution, then that means there's a God. So we're going to have to blindly hold on to evolution, even though it's been disproven. We've got to continue to hold on to it until we can come up with a new scientific theory that either explains evolution away better or replaces evolution, one or the other. Well, for the last 30 or 40 years, they've been trying to imply that DNA was actually planted on the planet Earth by aliens billions of years ago when the Earth was going through its infancy. That is a theory that has been used in science fiction. I mean, that was that's basically, folks, what the, the movie 2001 was based on. They're saying, well, if you go back and look at it, it's possible that DNA is proof that we are from another planet. Yep. They're actually saying this, folks. So it's been my view, when you combine that with the strange messages that these abductees are telling people, it's just it, it's very fascinating to me that the message at its heart is seriously anti-biblical. And one of the things they're doing is they are explaining. They are explaining away the biblical doctrine of the rapture before it happens, which blows my mind. Because nobody knows when the rapture... First of all, there's a lot of Christians who don't believe in a rapture. But I'm one of those who does, because it's clearly stated in the Bible. It doesn't use the word rapture. That's one of the biggest chief arguments against the rapture. Well, the, word, the Bible never used the word rapture. Yes, it does. The word rapture came from the Latin Bible. We don't have a Latin Bible. I don't read Latin. I read an English Bible. In the English, it says caught up, snatched up. And from the original Greek, it means to be literally just yanked up out of here. And it's done in the twinkling of an eye. And the reason why it happens is because God does not want to destroy those that belong to him. God fixing to whoop up on the planet, but he's not going to do that until he gets all of his people out of the way first. That's the whole point of the rapture. And you've got these movies like Left Behind being made. You know, Tim LaHaye makes movies, and they're entertaining and fascinating, and I've seen the first Left Behind movie with Kirk Cameron. But one of the things that bothered me about that movie was the fact that there was a period of time after the rapture in that movie that people were walking around trying to find out what happened. Well, where did they go? They just disappeared. What happened to them? And then there were tapes left behind by Christians that Kirk Cameron discovered in which Christians said, hey, if there's a massive disappearance and I'm one of those who's disappeared, it's because the rapture happened. And uh, you have some people in the movie who got saved because of this testimony from the tapes that were left behind by the pastors and the preachers and so forth. 
What bothers me about that, folks, is that I think that underestimates not only the power and ability of Satan to deceive, but it also underestimates his aggressiveness in deception. Satan knows that his days are numbered since Israel came back into being in 1948. Part of the end-time scenario is the existence of Israel. Well, there's been no Israel from 70 A.D. all the way up to 1948. Between that time period, Satan could breathe easy because there's no Israel, and if there's no Israel, then that means the end times can't come. The end time scenario is mapped out. But in 1948, Israel did come. It was reborn. So now Satan's trying to concoct a lie, explaining away the rapture before it happens. Because he doesn't know when the rapture is. Nobody knows. And Satan's one of them. He doesn't know. But he knows it's coming soon, because in 1948, Israel was reborn. So now Satan's trying to create a foundation for a lie that the world will accept as an explanation for the rapture whenever it happens. In 1948, Israel was reborn. Right around that time period, the UFO thing started. Now, it's always been around. I mean, just, I mean, sightings and weird stories. But as far as what is considered to be the modern-day UFO phenomenon, whatever that is, it started aggressively happening right after Israel was born. And it's been getting more frequent and more frequent. Uh, so you've got the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, 70s, 80s. Then they started talking about it in documentaries in the 80s. Then the, they talked about it in documentaries in the 90s. But now it's not just Unsolved Mysteries talking about it anymore. you got serious case studies and documentaries on the History Channel, the Discovery Channel. Fox News does reports on it periodically. And you've got the Internet just exploding with websites talking about this. And that's the whole point of the deception. Now, suppose the rapture, whenever it happens a second after the rapture takes place. You've got UFOs showing up all over the planet that's reminiscent of Independence Day. People would automatically assume that there has been a massive abduction. And if you follow that line of reasoning, then the Antichrist would pose as an alien from another planet who's here to help us. And when people would ask him, well, what did you do with all the people you abducted? He would say, well... Those people believe the Bible, and they're not ready to do what we're going to do to upgrade your planet Earth into a higher state of being. The New Age people who are channeling, quote-unquote, they're saying they're in contact with alien races, and the alien races are saying someday, soon, a powerful leader from the Pleiades, or name your constellation, it doesn't matter, it's the same message, that a powerful leader from the Pleiades is going to come to the planet Earth and remove the Christians from the planet Earth because they're going to be in the way of what needs to be done to make Earth better. Christians got to be taken out of the way. Notice they don't say anything about taking the Muslims out of the way. They're not going to take away any of these other groups. It's just the Christians. Just the Christians are the problem. They need to be removed and taken out of the way. The biblical description of some of the stuff that's going to go on, it does mention that the Antichrist is going to deceive the whole planet. Everybody. Not just liberals. Liberals, conservatives, everybody. For a time. For a time, he's going to fool everybody. It says how he will fool them. He says he will fool them with signs and wonders. Miraculous signs and wonders. Here's the thing that bothers me about that. Miraculous signs and wonders didn't convince anybody of anything when Jesus was here. He walked on water. He healed the sick, raised the dead, and they killed him. Mm -hmm. Why are people going to accept signs and wonders in the future? It's always been a problem with me until it dawned on me, what if this guy tries to masquerade them as advanced technology? 
And then if you take that and go all the way with it, what if he even says that he's not human? What if he tells the people of Earth that he's an alien? So you got the people of Earth are going to believe this, and the signs and wonders that's prophesied about is going to appear to be alien technology. And when God himself starts raining his wrath on the planet, the people of Earth, they are going to believe it's another alien attack, because that's exactly what the Antichrist is going to tell them. Matter of fact, there's people talking to demons who believe they are communicating with aliens known as the reptilians. And I always laughed at that. So, oh my gosh, reptilians? Are you serious? Are you kidding? Reptilians? Yes, they look just like snakes. And then all of a sudden, my blood turns cold, folks. Was there not a serpent in the Garden of Eden? Well, you don't understand. I, I even know the leader's name. Really? What's the name? What's the name of the captain of this planet? What's the what's the president, the leader of this planet? His name is Lucifer. A reptilian leader known as Lucifer. All the Antichrist is going to do, all he has to do, is give a Bible study to the people of earth, but turn things around. Every time Satan shows up in the scriptures, make him out to be a good guy and show that God was a bad guy. Just twist it around, spin it like MSNBC does everything. Take the Garden of Eden story, for example. All you got to do, if you're the Antichrist who's posing as a reptilian alien from another planet trying to help the people of earth... All he's got to do is say, look into your Bible. See, I came here. I actually tried to help the first humans who were here thousands of years ago. You know, Adam and Eve were two stupid, ignorant, blind, childlike people. And I tried to bestow knowledge upon them. But then the other alien that the Christians called God, he came and got in the way and threw them out of the garden, threw me out of the garden. And then the same thing happened again at the Tower of Battle. There was no war. Everybody was getting along. They were building a tower. And once again, here comes that evil alien that the Christians called God. Got in the way, screwed everything up, made all these languages. And because of that act, there's been racism ever since. The flood of Noah. Everything was fine. There were no wars. But then this evil alien has to destroy the planet with a flood. And the Christians called him God. Well, guess what? He's coming back now. But don't worry. I'm here with you this time. Because the people of Earth have elevated themselves to a higher state of learning, and I'm here. We're going to fight this alien together. And folks, that's exactly what the Bible says is going to happen. The whole planet is coming together to go to war against God himself. How do you get Muslims, atheists, agnostics, Christians, Wiccans, how do you get everybody on the planet to suddenly believe in the same God? And second of all, how do you get all of them to believe that they have a chance to fight him and win? It's very plausible if the people of Earth were to believe that God is an alien. And they'd stand a chance of fighting him because their new leader is an alien, too. Weird stuff. Have no idea when any of that's going to happen. But Satan knows that it's going to happen soon, so he's got to set the foundation for this lie. Weird stuff.